You know that song by the fray that's like, how to save a life? Where did I go wrong? I love. You know that song? You know no, what I'm talking about? Um, I need another like verse of it um, or something. How to save a life? No, I, like, I had it. I just oh. wanted you to keep going. Okay, so I want everyone to play that song in their head while I'm telling the story. Okay. Like, imagine it's like the most uh, cringy early 2000s scene of like Degrassi, right? Mm-hmm. Just imagine it's just like pure drama. Mm-hmm. My grandma posted a Facebook update today and she was like, found little Gabby, her dog, it's a Yorkie, found little Gabby dead, foaming at the mouth. (gasps) And so, so my grandma scoops her up and while she's driving to, while she's driving to the vet is giving this dog, doggy CPR. Oh, oh, oh God. And fucking revives it. So, okay, okay. So imagine, imagine hearing this song while my grandma's in the car, reviving the dead Yorkie with CPR. Oh my gosh. So first of all, first of all, it must be genetic <laughs> to be so quick on your feet, yeah. you know, because, oh, yeah. Cause you're just cause I'm the quickest, literal, I'm the quickest footiest yeah, of, okay. of all of us. <laughs> <laughs> So while I was thinking about this story, I was like, I was just thinking, like, imagine if I was like, hey, um, Samantha, I'm I'm going to Target, right? And I'm driving, I'm driving, and I I look to my right, and I I hear the fray, and I see someone giving their dog CPR in the car while crying. That's foaming at the mouth. (laughs) Oh, God. So if I came home and found Phoebe foaming at the mouth. Yeah. You'd I give feel her like CPR, this right? story has inspired me <laughs> to give her like little doggy chest compressions <laughs> oh, and God. give her a little air blows. Yeah, I don't want to blow her know, lungs out. Oh, maybe you do it in their nose. You can blow see. through their nose. Yeah, maybe. If there's a vet listening, <laughs> do you blow so, in their butt? Do you blow or it in their nose? Do you? <laughs> You know, the nose is so much better of an idea. I was picturing my grandma opening the little doggy mouth and blowing in it like a human mouth. No, I would think, like, maybe putting, like, your hand in, like, a cylinder and, like, blowing into the nose, like... Because their lungs are so tiny, I guess you just have to give it a little, like, puff. Like a little... You know? I don't want to blow it out. Speaking of which... Speaking of which... Welcome to today's episode. I'm Sammy. I'm Skylar. Today's episode is sponsored by the ASVCA. (laughs) Sponsored episodes by the seatbelts, yeah. the airbags. Airbag in your little out. recorded message, yeah. Did that play at the beginning, or was it just randomly in the middle? Of Wherever the, it had inserted the ad. Wherever you inserted the ad, and it wasn't even an ad, really. It was like a safety. It's honestly call. a shame that the government decided that we were not suitable mouthpieces for safety <laughs> anymore. And I just don't understand why. <laughs> I recorded that thing in the bathroom at my day job <laughs> with my fucking headphones with like those little headphones with like the, the white ones, you know, and I was like whispering in it and it was like rubbing up against my shirt. She felt sponsored. And then I only had like one take and it was so shitty. Imagine one of your bosses walking by just hearing you whispering about seatbelts in the bathroom. later dot like, you know, like. Are you getting a notification? Yeah, it's my Google Calendar because I'm a boss 
You're boss, boss lady now. now, and I have to like schedule my time, even though I got jack shit done today. Mm-hmm. I am just vacation hungover. Like I'm not actually hungover, but emotionally I, hungover. Yeah, like I just I'm so tired. We drove seven hours yesterday, and. Yeah, I was away for the week, which is why this podcast episode is up late this week. But mm-hmm. I went to a big disc golf tournament, and I played awful, so don't ask me about it. Thank you very much. Um, no, we had a great time, and I met some really incredible women uh, that were in my division. And I met a couple of them two weekends ago when I had another tournament that they also were at. Because these two major tournaments were run by the same people. So a lot of the women in my division just decided to play both tournaments. Um, And so, yeah, it was really cool because I met a lot of them two weekends ago and then found out that they were going to be at this one. And I decided to meet up with them. And we, yeah, it was Mm -hmm. just really cool. We had a lot of fun. I went and saw a movie for the first time. I felt like how you did after you saw the whale movie or even Cruella. Oh. Yeah, the um, whale movie. I forgot yeah, about that. Yeah, the whale that. documentary. So let me know if anyone else has seen this movie before because it's, it's... When it's, you were it's telling me, I've never even town. heard of it. Exactly. And it's so fucking weird, but it is really good, question mark? It's called The Green Knight, and it's basically a... Mm, it's from the Arthurian legends. It's like a spinoff of. Well, it's not really a spinoff. It's like a retelling of Gowans. I'm pretty sure that's how you say his name. They always. I feel like everyone always said his name different in the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, they didn't really say his actual name all that much. But it's, it's supposed to be like Arthur's nephew. Um, is it like magicy or is it? It's real? very magicy, but not. At the same time, I'm going to do an awful job explaining this movie, and that's not typically me. <laughs> typically very good at explaining things, if not over-explaining things. But this movie was so confusing. It's so dense, so rich and heavy in symbolism. Um, however, some of the symbolism definitely got lost on someone who loves symbolism. <laughs> mm-hmm. Because it just, there was no... No time to breathe and no, take it in. That's one way to say it. Yeah, there was just some of it just never actually connected. I think one of the problems with it was is that... This you get is, a symbol. You get a symbol. Well, like, you know, I'm not trying to give anything away in the movies. So, like, there's just sections where it's like, oh, I can see how that was supposed to link to this and that. And even though they didn't explain it, it was really vague and it was weirdly done. Mm-hmm. I get it. I get the theme. And then there's other bits where it's like, why the fuck? Like, what does that have to do with any... That doesn't have to do with what um cinematically it was incredibly gorgeous what movie house produced it was it like paramount i don't know but you can you look it up on your phone and so george and i were so fucking confused i already forgot the name what was that the green knight basically the premise is that um morgan lefay is gowan's mother and I really hope I'm saying I've never right. heard of this production company. It's, it must just be some weird independent thing. Dude, I don't know. But anyways, um, Morgan and... So King Arthur is like super old, right? Like <laughs> on his deathbed. Me right now. And Gawain is some shit fucking non-knight wannabe knight. And he's, like, fucking around with, like, whatever. He's drunk all the time. He's kind of a piss-off. And then 
there's a celebration at like Yule or Christmas where this like uh, Morgan, Morgan Gowan's mother calls upon this journey this like green knight or at least that's what it seems like they never actually say it but there's this like ritual that she does with her witch friends okay mood and all of a sudden um the green knight shows up and he like challenges anybody to and the green knight is literally like like a tree god like he's like a forest like the green man like he's like Mm -hmm. this like mythical thing on a horse and basically he challenges Sir Gowan. Well, actually, he challenges anybody that is up for the task to duel him. Basically, you know, he gets to try and attack the Green Knight, and then whatever he is attacked, however he is attacked, he will return the favor to the person within a year. And so Gowan's like, here's my time. I'm going to be fucking a knight. I'm going to get some honor. And so he steps up and basically takes on this game. And I can't really tell you much more about it because I don't want to ruin it for anyone who like. It almost does sounds it. like a book. The way you're describing it. It is a book. It. It's based off of a book. Oh, it's based on and a book. And actually, these texts. What's I? What I think part of the problem was with it was that these texts, these like, a lot of these original texts from what I was reading online were written so long ago that the, I think that the screenwriter or the director or producer whoever tried to do a really good job of holding a lot of like the imagery or the text from the original documents as well as the modern day associations to it as well as making it a really diverse mm-hmm. cast um which was really cool by the way uh but I just feel like they probably I feel like they were like oh we have to add this in because it's in the original text but then like didn't really need to be in there because it didn't make sense. Like, at one point, there's, like, these giants, and it's, like, a fucking 10-second clip, and then it comes and goes, and there's no reference. There's no... To the giants ever again. No, and there's no... It doesn't seem to me or George or the two other people we saw the movie with, like, that there was any sort of connection with anything, and I feel like they were like, oh, yeah, in the original text, there's this... The giants appear. Yeah, so, like, we have to make sure we put it in there. Um, and so it was just weird. It's kind of creepy. Like, a lot of it's very, um, I I think you'd really like it, to be honest with you. It sounds good. The main character who plays Gowan is, um, I can't remember his name. I think it's something Patel. He was, um, he was the lead in Slumdog Millionaire. Hmm. Can you look up what his name is? Yeah, the IMDb page. I feel like it's, like, Vic. Or uh, something. I think it's Patel. Is his last name? Come on, IMDb. Pull um, through. Dev Patel. Dev Patel. That's right. Dev Patel. Alicia Vikander. Vikander. Joel Edgerton. Sarita Anais. Yeah. Rizzo. There's nobody else in this movie except for oh god, who plays? Um. Here, let me see that really quick. The only other person in this cast that I recognized was Joel Edgerton. Yeah. Um, who is that? He, he, I can't tell you like who his role is. I mean, like, what but, was he in other movies? Yeah. He, um, oh God, he was in a lot of things. Uh, the Great Gatsby. Um, he was in Gringo. You know what? Like, I don't want to be a famous actor. I would love to be the actor where people go, 
Where have I seen that guy yeah, before? Yeah, no, he has one of those That's faces. That's what I want to... Oh, you know what movie he was in that I loved? It was that fighting movie, Warrior. No, 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 he played in... If anyone's ever seen Warrior, this was a, such a good movie. <gasps> Warrior, who else was in this? Oh, my god. In gosh. the movie Warrior? Have you seen the movie Warrior? No, is it like it's a like fantasy a, movie? No, it's a fighting movie. And honestly, like, <laughs> it's like he, one of those movies where a lot of people go, oh, I'm not into that. But, like, the story was so good. Uh. Anyways, I think that's where I know him from the most. I really, really liked that movie. So you would recommend our listeners go see The Green Knight? I would recommend it. And I would like to watch it again because I was only told, like, we were trying to pick a movie... So I met this this couple, the one girl I was, who was in my division, I met her two weekends ago. We mm-hmm. became really good friends. I like loved her. And so when we were in the tournament again, we tried to keep hanging out. And the one night we decided to go get Mexican food and then go see a movie. And we had the theater to ourselves, which is really, really great. So we didn't have mm-hmm. anything to worry about. And like we could just enjoy it. We could talk through the whole movie. But we were trying to figure out what to see, and she, like, proposed a couple movies. And then when she said, this one's The Green Knight, and we're like, well, what's that about? She's like, it's, like, says, like, it's King Arthur. And George and I are like, oh, let's see that. That's our shit. Like, we love fantasy. We love King Arthur, anything. And then that was it. We just didn't, we went into it thinking that was, like, it was going to be something King Mm Arthur-y. And if I would have known what it was going into it, I probably would have liked it better. There is this, like, really awkward sex scene and just, like, I I don't know. I love an awkward sex scene. That just comes out of nowhere. No pun intended. Yeah, literally. (laughs) It's just, like, what is happening? I do recommend. But go into it. Go into it with the mindset of this will be... The weirdest fucking movie, or one of the weirdest fucking movies I've ever seen. So you said that Green, not Green, uh, 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 King Arthur is an old, old man, right? In this, in this movie. Correct. Speaking of of old, old, of old balls, of old people. Okay. Speaking, <laughs> especially speaking of old testicles. Actually, you're right on the money with this one. <laughs> um, okay, listen to this. Listen. Wait, actually, before you go on. I think if I can remember, I'll put the trailer to the movie in the Discord for this episode. Um, But before we moved on, I wanted to say, like, George and I were so lost after the movie that we went and tried to look up online, like, the meaning of some of the symbology. And there's, like, articles that people have wrote that are pages long where it basically says, what is this movie about? We can't really tell you because we don't really know either. But here's what we think it's about. Also, we're not really sure either. Here's some of the things that didn't make sense. Here's some of the things that did make sense. So I love a movie like that. Yeah. Okay. Moving on. So speaking of old people. Yeah. Did you know that King Arthur is more likely to find himself sexier old than he would have felt like when he was young? Now listen to this. Well, yeah, that's like... Obviously, right? It women says, have it reversed. And... It says, a New Zealand study claims that men and women become more satisfied with their bodies over time. Uh, and this is from The Guardian. Basically, it's saying... This article was written kind of weird. It was written like a conversation. Cool. And it was like... Uh, oh, actually, maybe they're talking to the person that did the study. Now it makes more sense. At first, I was like, oh, that's a fun format. <laughs> Just kidding. How quirky. How quirky. Just kidding. I'm just an idiot. Okay. So it says, as you know, people retire at different ages, typically at 60. And it says, are they happier then? And it says, you can be happier. Obviously, you're not guaranteed to be happier. But it says, 
you know, you can blah, 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 blah. However, it says that like generally over time, once you reach a certain peak, like past 50, it says that your actual, like your body image improves. For men, you're saying? It says for, it says, for it says men me, stay gender, stagnant yeah. and women actually experience more body satisfaction, which is counterintuitive, right? Wait, say that again? So it says like once you reach past 50, men's body images become more positive and then fizzle out, right? Like men always just look at themselves the same and they're not like revolted, but they're not not, you know, like they're fine. It says, but women, it says uh, like their body image increases the older and older and older they get. Hmm. Like their comf- comfort levels in their bodies and like what they think about their bodies. Well, doesn't that seem like counterintuitive? Like you wouldn't think, but it says according, like when you poll old people about their body image, uh, like when they're old, it says like generally it's it's more positive than you would think. Yeah, because I think people just give up. Like yeah, or you just don't no, care anymore. I think I think. Or maybe like the whole concept of body image totally changes. Like once we get real old. Yeah, I think that this is a really hard study because it's so different for each culture and each each area and each mm-hmm. person. Because you know, again, this is like super obvious, but. Just even how the media portrays beauty standards for women um, versus men, uh, it's exhausting. So I feel like in, yeah. in if I were to guess, like very generalized, I feel like women don't get, like I wouldn't say says, that they like their body says, more. I feel like they just are like, this is fucking exhausting. So I'm just going to learn how to love myself because it seems yeah. easier. It says for women... Um, body image fluctuates wildly over their entire lifetime. Mm-hmm. However, it eventually like eventually it increases the older they get. So it still fluctuates like crazy, but it fluctuates in a more positive direction the Let's older hope. you get. Let's hope. I this. thought that, that was kind of reassuring. Exhausting. And then it said men's body images remain relatively stable their entire lives. <laughs> And I, I found well, that. isn't that fucking fantastic? <laughs> I, I found that relatively relatable. I love that for you, male listeners. It says it's an international peer-reviewed journal that published this, so I feel like I have something to look forward to. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be that well, old isn't man. Isn't that fucking I'm gonna be peachy. the old man at the pool in a speedo, like left testicle Please hanging don't. out, oh and I'm just gonna God. be like, look at it. <laughs> look at it. Look at it. Look at it. <laughs> <laughs> this is me. Remember oh how gosh. we were talking about my grandma reviving Gabby? Yeah, okay, so <laughs> Gabby. So, yeah, wait, what happened? Did it survive? Well, it's currently in the vet in an oxygen tank chamber. Oh. So, um, I'm hoping Gabby pulls through. And this isn't the first time my grandma has resurrected a dog via CPR, by the way. What? My grandma just will not stop reviving dead dogs. Wait, so, so when she found it, where did it head? Had it gotten out? No, um, they don't know what was wrong with it. It had like a seizure or something. And it was it like was in just... her care in her house. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. It was like in her care. She just stumbled across it like in the kitchen on the floor or something. And foaming at the mouth. Ma- if my dog was foaming at the mouth, I would initially think it was rabid. You know, I'd be like, when did you get rabies? <laughs> you know, I, should I risk the CPR? I don't know. Oh my God. But so speaking of dogs okay. i came across this really random article that said woman looking to adopt a pet finds her own old lost dog oh 
How random is that? Oh, that's cute. And Tell it, us. And it, I thought it was like a really cute story. And so it said that um, her dog, Kovu, mm-hmm. disappeared and she was heartbroken. She said her dog had been her constant companion for years and her best friend until one day she came home and the dog was just gone. She didn't even know where it went or how it had gotten out or anything like that. And so she said she searched high and low in Pennsylvania. <laughs> okay. Uh, all of our Pennsylvania listeners, hello. We, hello. Are, we are with you right now. <laughs> Through this tragic story. It said, um, uh, so it says after years, her heart was ready to love another, jo- another dog. So she went to the Humane Society, was scrolling through pictures, and she saw what looked exactly like her old dog. And she was like, maybe it's meant to be or whatever. And so she goes to meet this dog, and it has, like, the exact same scar, like, over where they all... Basically, she somehow finds out that it was, like, her old, long-lost dog mm-hmm. that she found years later. Mm. When does that ever happen? That would happen with Phoebe, actually. I, I just know that I it would. I was going to say that that's literally what happened with Phoebe. <laughs> like, if she was to go, to go missing five years from now, we would see her, like, wandering down the yeah, street. Yeah, I can't get rid of this bitch. I just really can't. I mean, she tries to go, but she tries she... to leave me every second she can, and you know, I just keep pulling her back. I feel like. I mean, we. D- I have told the story of how I got her. I found her. Yeah, twice, you told her. Yeah, twice in one week, and she wasn't even my dog. Like, <laughs> twice in one week, the same fucking dog. So, I mean, it was meant to be. Yeah, it just is. Yeah, it's just meant to be. And I guess I went down a weird pet rabbit hole because imagine this. This is a nightmare situation, and this would happen to me. Yeah, absolutely. Tell me if this would happen to you. Okay. An Austrian man gets the shock of his life as a python bites his nuts from the toilet. A man goes to take a shit. That's a lot of people's biggest fear. Do you know that? Yeah. I've never, ever feared that a snake will come out of the drain and bite my lady nuts. (laughs) I, I feel like... Uh, it depends on where you are in the world. Like in Texas, where there's tons of snakes, yeah. it's much more likely where a snake okay. would crawl up your drain. But in Michigan, it, do snakes crawl up drains here? I don't know. I mean, we barely have snakes. We do have snakes. I'm not going to say that we don't. But like, it's not going to be something that you're going to be worried about as much. But like, people do worry about is pe- like sitting down and, and something coming up and biting your ass. Like, And guys, this wasn't just any snake. It was a five foot. Five foot. Foot long albino reticulated python. Albino? An albino. That was somebody's house pet, and they like. That's it what it said. It escape. said it escaped from yeah. the neighbor's house Went into a drain. toilet, yeah, and came up the neighbor's toilet. The and fact that while snakes he was pooping, can hold their breath that long and like. Oh, it spooks! It spooks me, yeah. and it jumps out of the toilet and um, attached itself to his testicles. A python from I... the toilet. <laughs> Oh my god. Well, first of all, how do you open up a toilet seat lid and not look in before you sit down? Maybe it was dark. You never pooped in the dark? Mm-hmm. I mean, after reading this, I'll never fucking poop in the dark <laughs> I mean, again. You know, how do you wipe and not know that you got everything you got? It, you got how, do you, how do you pry a five-foot reticulated python from your nuts? Five feet long. Do you it, think he stood up and pulled... Do you think it made a... That's pow. literally... I'm five foot two, by the way. Yeah, a python as big as you in the toilet. <laughs> and, um... <laughs> okay, I love the way that Austria... You know, Austrians are, like, very European and reserved and, like, nonchalant. And this is what the resident of the building said. Shortly after he sat on the toilet, by his own account, he felt a pinch in the area of his genitals. Nice. All right. The snake... Uh... uh 
uh, it's a constrictor native to Asia, and it can grow up to 29 feet long. So imagine, Jeez. imagine that there is a 29 foot long python in your toilet, biting your nuts off. And imagine trying to pull the python out of the toilet, and then it just keeps going for 29 feet. Jesus. So let's pull a card to see if this would happen to us. Absolutely, it would happen to me. Okay, well, I don't, even I'm need? unsure. <laughs> I'm unsure, so I'll pull a card. Would a albino snake... And when do you ever hear about Austria in the news? Hello to all of our Austrian listeners. <gasps> Something fell out. <gasps> I got the Six of Swords reversed. I feel like um, it wouldn't happen to you on a toilet. But I would get my nuts bit off you would get your in nuts, the lake? You would get your nuts bit off in a body of water, but not hovering over a toilet like me. And okay. that's fair. Yeah, okay. I feel like that. <laughs> <laughs> I can deal with that. I don't know why I intuitively got that, but yeah. I feel like that's what it that was saying. Right. I liked it. I liked it. <laughs> um, I have something funny to read, and I already read it to you, but I'm going to pause the recording, text it to you so you can read it off your phone. Oh, okay. Okay, I was just telling Samantha, guys, that there was a part I left out of the video. This happened at 6 a.m. to this man. <laughs> 6 a.m., okay? He hadn't, even had, he hadn't even had his morning coffee yet, and he was <laughs> prying a python from his testicles. Oh, my so God. So if you thought you had a morning, everyone... So, yeah, like, what do you do? Do you just, like, stand up and, like... Like, what What did he look down? He must have jumped, and then, like, it tugged out... Oh. This is what I would do. I just know this would be me. You'd I would. I would jump from the toilet and I would make eye contact with the python while it was basically How? sucking me off. It was and and I would Stop. and I would I would essentially beg it to let go. I Please. would just I would just ask it. Please, it hurts so bad. <laughs> I, would, I need those. I mean, I don't know. I why. don't really I need them technically. I would like to keep them aesthetically. I mean, and if one pops, I heard it's just a nightmare. And you know, you guys know how it is, male listeners, all two of you. <laughs> all two of you. All right, let me see your phone. I want to read what I text you. Oh, the review. So I have this. Uh, this just made me laugh, and I thought it would be funny to read on the podcast. But um, yeah, so I have this like disc golf skirt that George bought for me. Daddy George bought for me. Um, and I really, really like it. We bought it at a discount store, so I, wa I couldn't find any more. I've been looking for it. I want the same exact one. And I was sitting around with some of the girls after my round one day, and I had the skirt on, and they're like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm looking for the same exact skirt. They're like, oh, it's nice. So I gave this big, like, review to them. They're like, yeah, it's incredible. Y'all know how I am, mm -hmm. you know? Like, I just did it with that movie. Um, I was like, this is the best skirt ever. It has these little things, and it has pockets, and the material's nice, and, like, it's just perfect. Like, I want the same one, and I just basically act as if I was sponsored by them, you know? And so I was like, I need to know if this is the same skirt that I just found, and I went to the reviews, and I found this review, and I read it, and I th I thought, well, this this has to be the skirt, because she basically just, just went through the same thing as me, and I read it out loud, and we were all cracking up, so... I ended up buying it. Yes, it is, I think, in fact, the same skirt. And here's what this person review was on the skirt. Um, <laughs> it's titled Life Changing. Uh, and with a subtitle, Spend Ya Money. <laughs> five out of five star rating. And it reads, okay, so hear me out. Golfing, 24 degrees out, minimal wind, sunny, sunny day. It's all fun and games till the legs start to chafe. No one likes chafe legs. And mm -mm. if you do, go on and fuck yourself. This skirt 
game changer. The little rubber thingies on the shorts on the legs make the undershorts stay put. They just stayed where I wanted them to the whole time. And I have a slight caboose on me and some thicker thighs. Not like crazy, but I got some hips on me and the power shape belt waist thingy. Okay, yeah, I'm here for it. It keeps everything in. It just stays. It's the perfect amount of hold me in, but don't suffocate me in the process type of material. It's satisfactory length as well. No one wants to see your bum bum when you're bending over to pick up your ball or when a gust of wind surprises you. The shorts are there and in the same place I left them, even after walking 18 holes. So yeah, 10 out of 10 would recommend. And I just thought... Where's this woman's career? Yeah, I really really admired the time, the personality. Did you like the review, respond to it? Did you Um, upvote it? I have been talking about it nonstop since I saw it. And so here is my like, my response, you know, to whoever that person is. If you're listening, reviewer. Yeah. um, Imagine someone listening had written that review. Yeah, right? They're like, oh my god, that was me. me. I I loved that skirt. I'm so (laughs) glad somebody appreciated the time I took. Spend your money. <laughs> you know, God puts angels everywhere. Yeah, I know, and, right? Um, when, it, when they were like, I got, see, because I got a caboose on me. Not like a big one, but I do have bigger thigh. Like, <laughs> I was like, okay, I found me. that relatable. I loved it. So that was my little fun ditty for the week. You know, I've never left reviews for clothes online in my entire life. No, I don't think I have either. There's a special place for those types of I've never of bought people. clothes online, so I never would have what? even thought of... Doing that because, yeah. well, what am I going to do? Leave a review on Walmart's you don't really website? buy clothes in general. No. If you do, it's like Meyer. My, I have two pairs of Target. work pants, and one of my work pants has split at the nuts. Again? Again. Man. I don't know. I'm chafing. I'm a chafer. <laughs> All right. You need the little thingies on the shorts. So there is no place. gap between my thighs, people. Okay. <laughs> I am like. You know, like when you have a stick and you're like heating it up in the woods to start a fire. I'm surprised oh, I haven't. We all know. I'm surprised I Listeners. haven't just combusted yeah, at this we know. point. At this we point know. in my life, I put deodorant down there when I play sports. Do you really? Yeah, like in between like my thighs. Like a stick deodorant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like a gel kind or like what kind? Whatever I got. Whatever you got. Whatever I got. I've Which heard. is why I like the skirt because I don't have to keep pulling it down. It doesn't like ride up on me, but there mm-hmm. is still thigh no matter what I do that will rub. Does the deodorant and like hot. lubricate it? It's for just you? like for your armpits. It's not just to make it smell good. It's to help it from like getting a rash or from chafing. So I did not know tip. deodorant could do that. Uh, yeah, any sort of like lubricant, I guess, can help <laughs> you from <laughs> just rubbing astroglide but I really, between you know, my thighs. Some people put baby powder, but baby powder. It's messy. You know what I mean? I was telling Imogen a story a few days ago. When we were in Florida, I put powder in my shoes and on my butt because it was so hot. Yeah. Like, just the drive to work Uh would give me swamp ass. Uh So I was putting powder on I feel that. And one day, I was, like, walking past mirrors (gasps) at work. I think I remember you telling me this. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. (laughs) Not only every step was I taking, was I leaving a little powder cloud from my shoes. I watched myself fart in the mirror and I saw a fart cloud of powder behind me as I was walking. Oh my god, Skylar, you are going to be the, you're going to be the most viral-able old man and I don't know how else to say that. Do you know what I mean? Like I was literally like a walking chalk like yeah. a, like like imagine dropping yeah. a piece of chalk and that was mm-hmm. just me bouncing down the hallway yeah i feel that. it was so cringy however i smelled 
like menth. I smelled like a peppermint. Oh, I like that for you. Because it was either that or... Try deodorant next time. Just get a solo stick for your butt. Mm-hmm. Because I, the only reason I ever even... You're welcome, people out there. I'm sure you're enjoying this this episode so much right now. Because, like, I would never consider powder, but um, our old boss yeah. at the gallery yep. recommended powder. Yeah. Said it was a game changer. It so is. I was like, I'm going to give it a go. It is, but it is quite messy, so... It's messy, and then I just felt like eventually everywhere I <laughs> sat... What are we talking about? Every, Everything I did, I just... <laughs> just you know, like, when you clap out, like, a really old, like, feather duster... <laughs> That was me when at you all times. Empty out the fucking shot back. <laughs> <laughs> like all the sawdust. It kind of poops everywhere before it gets to the trash can. Like I had to, if there was too big of a breeze, I was like, am I going to be activated? <laughs> like, am I just going to fluff up? Am I going to be sending chalk signals to the fucking... <laughs> I'm sending smoke signals. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> speaking of which. Speaking of which. Signals. Signals. So I have a few other things. I thought I would give you a pick if any of this sounded interesting. If this anything, this is great. Didn't. I truly appreciate it because I feel like I could fall asleep any moment now, and I'm gonna have to go to grandma's after this. Let me rephrase that. I get to go to grandma's after this. Absolutely. Um, I am grateful that it's the season finale of The Bachelorette tonight. I believe. Or oh, no, no, no. There's fantasy suites. Anyways, I watched The Bachelorette with my grandma, so I'm pretty excited to just get to go and talk to her for a little bit, and then watch TV, because I, I don't got much in me. So I appreciate I you for doing all the work. That's okay. Okay. I love it. You're welcome. There's your gold so star. So here are some things. Tell me, like, what stands out to you. How to construct effective self-talk. See if we do any of that. Um, sick tips. Sick tips. Sick tips. <laughs> sick tips. <laughs> Six tips for getting work done while feeling sad and hopeless. Oh my god, that one. <laughs> or seven deadly relationship sins. Seven deadly relationship sins? Well, how long do we have to talk? Oh, let's do, let's start with that one. The seven deadly relationship yeah. sins. Tell me if you've ever, you don't, uh, just to make I just it, feel like just I so you don't have to give any one. disclaimers, if we're going to admit to one of these sins, we don't need to say what relationship it happened in. Okay. You that know? sounds good. Like, there's no need. It doesn't need to be current need to or be past. Current, past. It's just like, have you done have these? Have you done this? Yes or no? Has someone done this to you? Yeah. Yes or no? Moving on. There, because I... Because, uh, honestly, sometimes this show is speaking oh of disclaimers. <gasps> there's a little spider hanging from the ceiling. Let me get him. No, there is not. There is. Look at him. Like, in the middle of the room? Yeah, he's, like, hovering over your bed, but he's so little and oh, he's cute. Like, he's literally the size of one of my... You just killed it. <laughs> you just smeared it on our listeners list. Uh, if you're a supporter of this podcast, I love wait, spiders. Which name did you smear Aww, it over? I didn't. Oh, thank God. Mm, it's just in the middle of the blank. <laughs> I didn't. Aw, Imagine if you were a listener and you were looking spiders. forward to getting guts on you. Yeah. Not today. So, these are the seven deadly relationship sins, and I'm okay. sure I'm guilty of each one. I actually tried not to read this article first. Okay, I, yeah, you're so I, I like Slytherin that you probably definitely wrote this and just blacked out <laughs> like an episode. So, these are the seven cardinal sins. I love the use of cardinal as okay. if we're actually committing like a sins against the Christ. Yeah. So, one, I'll take and no give. <laughs> Skylar, you are so guilty guilty is fucking charged um Um, well uh, that uh, so let me just read this little blurb 
A quality relationship requires equitable exchanges between partners. A deadly sin that can tear a relationship apart is when one partner feels like they give far more than they're getting. There needs to be fairness and balance, blah, 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 blah. I think we get it. You don't need to read that one. Yeah. So, but you know, just to get Have our minds going. Have you been all take and no give at some point in any relationship? Uh, yeah, I feel like there's been a relationship or two where I've been like maybe potentially more taking, but it's because I got nothing to give. Yeah, that's I'm fair. damaged. Yeah. And poor. Mm. <laughs> Skylar's face. I'm just thinking about but all of my pretty, past relationships. But you're pretty. And, and don't say I never gave them anything. I gave them this dick. <laughs> Dude, that's what I'm going to say. Like, I don't think there's ever a fucking relationship that I didn't give and something. And looking back, they're welcome. Yeah, they are welcome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they just, they, you deserved it. Yeah. I think, I don't some, know what I mean by that. <laughs> some people are givers. Yeah. I'm trying to think if there's a, um, I've had a lot of relationships i had i have a handful of long terms and a handful of like short terms i i feel like you're an you're equal giver and taker which is like ideal no yeah, one I wants feel to like be I too much of one have, i have probably committed some one of these sins but i don't think that this is one of them and yeah. i do think that that's one of my like that's one of my non-negotiables is when because mm-hmm. this was definitely i have one particular relationship that I was in that was me giving everything and not getting in return and it was the most toxic bullshit ever yeah um and I yeah when I got older because I was quite young when that happened and like when I got older that was just like non-negotiable so whenever I saw like it was becoming unbalanced I either tried to fix it or I was like it's over like I'm not going to be giving more or taking more or whatever like if we can't see eye to eye so yeah I don't think this one's for me but it feels like it resonated maybe a bit with you. I don't know. <laughs> that was a very political way of saying <laughs> you're a fucking monster. <laughs> you know, I had a phone call with my sister today, right? Yeah. We were talking about all sorts of stuff. And we talked to, we had a really great, like, three-minute short, to-the-point, but incredible conversation about something. And it was about, uh, her and I have some shared trauma mm-hmm. from childhood, right? Oh, my God. I love that for And, you. uh... We were talking about some random things that activate, like, a, like an actual, like, triggered, horrible PTSD response yeah. from, from something that happened. I mean, basically, that's how this podcast started and how we became friends was yes. just, like, you know, <laughs> so, hashtag trauma. <laughs> my sister and I, like, we, and, like, it has to, sometimes it has to do with uh, cleaning and, mm. uh, like, our relationship with, like, the concept of cleaning and our mm-hmm. relationship with, uh being asked like if someone asks us to clean something mm-hmm. for some reason it is like one of our triggers mm. like it like, actually activates like a ptsd response in mm. us and yeah, uh that's probably why you're the worst virgo i'm ever. the worst virgo of all time and i think i would be cleaner if not for the trauma mm, okay and uh and can, so, go ahead. sure and we were talking about <laughs> how uh there was like a huge mess right and like in her garage or something and her husband was like let's clean this out and uh and and we we don't have any problem cleaning when we're like not asked to do it right and basically it seems like you're uh and she was like something activated a trigger happened i was like girl i get it Mm -hmm. but he would have seen it as like her just being selfish and making him do it all Mm -hmm. and so i feel like sometimes i wonder like yes i would take her but i wonder if it's because of trauma so anyways just defending myself out there Anyways, I can no 
cannot fucking believe that you just made me listen to that because that was your justification of why you're more of a taker that's, that's, than a that's, giver that's, that's in a Well, because I was on board. I was with you the whole time. Mm-hmm. Get it? Trauma does weird things. I, I wasn't sure which direction thing. I was going to take yeah, this no, story. Yeah, no, you didn't pick the right one. And so and... I, I was like, you know what? Actually, this isn't my story to tell. I'm taking. I'm. <laughs> I'm taking it in a different direction. <laughs> so, anyways, guys, this is tip number two. This is the decision. Don't commit this next sin. <laughs> okay, go ahead. <laughs> what is wrong with me? I have so many things. Two. Lack of empathy. <laughs> Uh, There are various forms of empathy, everyone. Seeing the other person's perspective, demonstrating compassion when your partner is sad, depressed, annoyed, Mm. um, sharing in their happiness, sharing in their positive emotions. So when a partner doesn't show any empathy or concern for you, it's a sign that the relationship is doomed. Doesn't that seem obvious? It seems obvious on paper, but you don't know that these things are happening to you until you're about halfway through them, is what I've learned. I'll start with this one. This is not a sin that I've ever committed it's a sin that i have been committed against so many times that this is a trigger for me and Mm -hmm. that it's like become an issue that i've had to work through because if somebody it's it's become one of those like seven years in do you still like me like i you know i try not to be that person i've had to work through it but because i was shown so drastically in so many different types of relationships not any empathy or cause for concern when there should i would i want to say should have been just for the sake of time and language but like it's a very big trigger for me when i feel like people don't give a shit uh and i give so much of a shit that in the past it's been like really toxic Mm -hmm. so again there is such a thing as having too much empathy, and so if, yeah. if that if if I could flip it that way, then yeah, I'm guilty of committing that. Like, sin. I don't want to be followed and around by a puppy dog. Yeah, exactly, and I have done that multiple. But times. But I also don't want a Great Dane that ignores me. Yeah, I can say that I haven't been the ignore nor er, but I've been the ignored. And, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? And so I hate to be like I haven't been. You know. I, it's not that I don't care, but it's that I care too much. And, like, mm-hmm. that essentially is what I can see from my past mm-hmm. is, like, and in, in, in currents or more up-to-date relationships, if there's any sign of lack of empathy, even if it's in the littlest of situations, I am super triggered and it becomes an issue. So, I'm in therapy. I'm working it out. It's fine. So, uh, I don't think that this is actually one that I'm guilty of because I can be no, I terrible so, and annoying, either. but I'm always... Like, you would never find me not caring what the other person is experiencing. Like, I would, I, I, I can confidently say that I've I never agree. lacked empathy for someone that I'm in a relationship. That doesn't mean I didn't treat them terribly. Exactly. But I always had Did empathy consider- for the way that I was treating exactly. them. Exactly. Did you consider the fact that their feelings might be hurt? Were you empathetic over it? Yes. yes. Did you do it anyways without yes. a glance back after thinking about it? <laughs> yes. But I, I agree I love with the you. way we portray me on this podcast. Because, <laughs> like, I start to think, am I a monster? No. Yeah. No. Yeah. Me? No. <laughs> so, three. Mm. Utter contempt. <laughs> okay. I, yeah, I, read let me read this one because yeah. I need some clarification mm, because it same. totally depends. <laughs> Please. Uh-huh. <laughs> Why do you do this to 
to yourself. Because I find it hilarious. Okay, me too. And I think everybody Research else Research by relationship psychologist John Gottman suggests that one of the strongest predictors of divorce is when a partner demonstrates contempt for their significant other. Relationships that are destined to fail show that about a five to one ratio of negative emotional expressions to positive emotional displays. Blah, 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 blah. Actually, it doesn't really... It doesn't really clarify what they mean by contempt, but I'm assuming that they mean, like, when you treat somebody with contempt. Like, contempt, like, being contemplative. How would you define that? Is, like, being very mm, neutral about everything. Like, it doesn't, it's like, it's like. Oh, I. It's like being like. Here's the. Oh, yeah, The feeling that a person or a thing is beneath consideration, worthless, deserving scorn, disregard for something that should be taken into account. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's a, that's better in the way than I would have described it. Um, I'm trying to think back of it. I've had moments where I feel like I've been given somebody contempt before, like just disregarded something that I should have taken into account, but who hasn't done that? I don't know if I've done it to a scale where I would think I've committed a deadly sin. I would beg to differ. I could give you one... One one relationship that I know specifically where I where you were utterly contempt utterly contemplative to towards the relationship um, after a certain point after a certain point but I ended it <laughs> it doesn't mean you were why you were and I don't think it's wrong I just think that yeah that, yeah I, I but do like think like this article is pointing out sin. if you find yourself feeling contempt. <laughs> Oh my god, I don't know what just happened to me. Like, I just had a <laughs> bubble fly into I my nose. I think that Jesus came down and said, don't you lie. Don't so, you lie about the sins. You know what? You're right. I was ex- I was experiencing contempt for a relationship. but a like long, For a lo- long time. For a long time. Spoiler. But like this article pointed out, it's a healthy sign that the relationship is nearing an end. Yeah, and how long did it last before it ended? Let's... Let's... <laughs> Let's paint this in a more positive note. Okay, go for it. If you are feeling contempt in your relationship, be glad. It's coming to its natural conclusion. And isn't that amazing? And how long did it take for it to come to a conclusion? In the span of a lifetime. (laughs) What is time exactly? In the span of a lifetime. MC squared is carry the one for what's a what's a, what's a few years if of Amy contempt has for five this. apples and she sells one apple honestly this laugh we're getting was yeah. worth all of those years of contempt um i i have the only uh relationship that i ended pretty like abruptly was because my partner was so contempt that I was like, I could, like, I felt like I felt like they were a mannequin and I needed to like shake them up. Oof. So again, I'm trying to think back to all, I'm sure that this is one that I could have been guilty with, but it would have been with someone that like, I I don't fuck around. I don't waste my time. Mm -hmm. So if I was feeling contempt in any ways, like it was a relationship that lasted for two months. You know what I mean? So if I was guilty of this, which I probably was, I can't think of a specific instance, nor do I really need to. I'm going to say that I would probably been guilty of this one, but I, I just feel if I, if I realized it, it was over pretty much right after that. Cause I don't, I don't fuck around. I don't waste my time. Yeah. Me either. (laughs) (laughs) So this is deadly sin number four in a relationship. Yeah. Oh god, this one's my favorite. Playing head games, 
Oh, that's me. It says. Oh, <laughs> that's me, dude. Oh, shit. There's my sin. There it is. There it is. Oh, so Go ahead. So good relationships are built on trust. And mm. when one partner mm. blames the other, teases too much, gaslights, mm. blah, 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 all that jazz, it says uh, continuing, continually blaming one's partner for all the relationship problems is certain to tear any bond apart. And uh, so, oh, see, I wasn't thinking that's where it was getting. Yeah, that was to. that was just like an example, okay. right? And so it just yeah, because I, I was gonna say I'm gonna pull back then, but like just read the first thing again, playing mind just games, just playing head games. games, bitch. That's me. Yeah, I did. Well, that. you're a Gemini. You can't I did help that. it. Exactly. It's literally it's like in your stars. In my stars. Um, it was in my fucking nature when I was younger. I played from the moment I knew what like romance or like. Can you carry this podcast really? while I pee? I'm literally about to explode. Yeah, of course. Please tell everyone about your head games. Yeah, I will. Have I ever had to pee during the podcast? I don't. Oh, wait, we yeah. don't need to talk about in it. Florida. Just go pee. You're fine. Um, I'll be back, everyone. Okay. <laughs> when I was younger, I just I played so many head games. It was like how I figured it out. It's how I learned. It's how I discovered who I was, what I wanted, what I could get, like, what they had to offer, like, if I could, oh my god, my dog, um, even with, like, the neighborhood kids, or people at school, or my friends of my friends, or my friend's neighbors, like, anybody I could that I could play mind games, head games, like, with, I absolutely would. I think that the dogs might be murdering each other, which is, you know, an interesting take. Maybe I'll have to give dogs CPR. Um, I hope that they're not foaming at the mouth. Also, I don't think we mentioned that Aelin, one of the dogs in the house, was skunked. Um, I think that happened after last week's podcast. So, um, yeah, for all the listeners out there, our house and all of our things smell like skunk. It is a lot better than it was, but it was a fucking nightmare. Uh, did we talk about it last week? I don't know. Either way, it's getting better, but if you do pet her still, your hands smell like skunk. And, um, yeah, that's why. Anyways, I've played, I played a lot of mind games. I played a lot of head games. It was how I learned what I wanted, how I needed to communicate, what was right and what was wrong. I learned a lot of lessons. I learned, I burnt a lot of bridges and I feel like I had to go through that to figure out the right way of communicating. Did we talk about the dog getting skunked last episode or was that afterwards? I don't remember. I just peed like an Olympic sized swimming pool. I love that for you. Anyways, yeah, I mean, all in all, I play head games. The dog was skunked, and I think that they might have attacked each other while you were in here. So I heard them fighting. Yeah. So this is deadly sin, oh, guys. I feel so much better. Good. I'm so glad. I didn't for you. Real, you know how you don't realize that you're holding it until like three minutes in, and you're like, I'm about to burst at the seams. Yeah. So lack of communication. <laughs> uh, oh. Yeah. So yeah. This one's you absolutely. It says, as in all relationships, open, honest, and frequent communication is essential. Couples who rarely talk about important matters or avoid discussing disagreements or conflicts are committing a serious relationship sin. Now, I don't do this consciously because um, things bother me, yeah. but nothing ever bothers me so badly where um, I feel the need to, like... It doesn't have to be about it bothering you. Mm-hmm. It. What about, like... <clears throat> big decision conversations that 
could affect the trajectory of the relationship in itself. Do you think? Do you we have do to have that conversation? Or do not avoid those conversations. I'd say I avoid those conversations. Yeah, because I think that you're. Pre- I mean, just from outside perspective, I think that you're pretty good about like it just either working through it or not, or you will bring things up, but, or if you're asked about it, you'll talk about it, but it's like... Yeah, if I'm approached about something, I have no problems talking about something, but I... That Libra moon, it just is like, eh, it'll be fine. It'll I'll be fine. suffer through whatever I need to suffer through. <laughs> because I'm, I'm so much of a go-with-the-flow person that, like, most, most of the time, no one needs to ask me for permission or what my thoughts are. My thoughts are whatever the other person's thoughts are. Yeah. Like, 89% of the time. Yeah. So like I always but just I always ass- check in with you mm. like and say like okay I'm pretty sure we're on the same page but like are we you know here's your turn here's your time you know I was like yeah I think so yeah I think so <laughs> whatever you think and I'm like great that sounds good for me <laughs> we'll continue with my plan which is why we're such good friends um, but I think that the the in my opinion some of the lack of communication is on like. The thing, like, you'd ra- if you think it's going to change the dynamic of a relationship overall or, like, end it all together or not or whatever, like, mm-hmm. I've seen you hold back from conversation. <laughs> and True I don't, or no? I don't know. It's definitely true. And it's not because I don't want to have, com- like, big, deep, like, changing conversations. Yeah. I just, like, I think I have this weird complex where I think that other people just aren't going to be able to understand me. Like, I, like, what's... I hate that about you. What's, like, I just I'm feel like, like I'm not going to be so... understood. Oh, okay. And fear of being misunderstood? That's valid. I didn't, I never put it in those words specifically, fear of yeah. being misunderstood, but that resonates. I love how I you didn't... took the victim in this, uh, in this I didn't realize that I was afraid of being misunderstood. Yeah. Okay. Because I'm just such an easy person to understand. <laughs> no, I think yeah, and I, I think any any of the listeners, even if this is your first fucking episode, would know that I don't think that lack of communication has ever is been a problem for me. Again, no. I think that this one might be an over communicating thing, mm-hmm. like over communicating things. Um, I don't know. I feel like. I, would I rather be an over communicator? I think it would make things easier at the end of the day, but Maybe. it's much more interesting I when you so hold back too. like me. It's so much more mysterious. <laughs> maybe I am a Scorpio moon. Yeah. And maybe we do have my birth time wrong. No, you don't. You're so Libra, it makes me want to vomit. <laughs> I know, it's sick. It's sickening. <laughs> so yes, so let can me Can you please pull that little hangnail off your pointer finger? It's just so that... little, it won't even bleed. I didn't even get see it off that. of there. I can't with it. Get it okay, it's gone. good. Thank you. So let me see. Let me just recap so far. I'll take and no give. Yeah, I'm a taker. Um, two, lack of empathy. Done it. <laughs> Contempt. Do it again. <laughs> done it. Playing head games. I don't think I'm smart enough to play head games. So no, I don't. I know. I think you're smart enough, but I just don't think that like you have the energy to do it. I yeah, think you're smart enough. You're just like you're right. I'm totally work. smart enough to play. Head games. You are, but you're also just too. I'm going to put that in a dating bio. Smart enough to play head games with you, but I won't. <laughs> Okay. Lack of communication. Yes, I do not communicate. <laughs> this is this is sin number six. I wonder why you're not. Healthy why does no one want to get married to me? <laughs> oh my god! I can't wait to find like the person that completely understands me and loves everything about me. Mm, me too. I just feel like that. I'd like to meet them and punch them. <laughs> Me too. I have a lot of questions. <laughs> so number six. Now this one is a thing. Infidelity. 
This is a no-brainer. Okay, yeah. I was, like, surprised that this wasn't higher up on the list. I mean, this is, like... Yeah. Me too, actually. Yeah. Uh, Nothing tears a relationship apart like infidelity, but it goes just beyond sexual infidelity. A partner who spends all their time at work or with friends or a little time with their significant other is also another form of quote-unquote infidelity. Interesting topic. Um, I see what they mean by this, Mm -hmm. and I... I would be really hesitant to call someone that just ignores you and spends all their time exactly. with friends as being an, as being an infidel. I th- I agree. I think that when it gets to that, like, and I don't know if we have time to go into deep dive into this, but I agree that there are certain situations where that would feel like infidelity, and I think it yeah. would be when the partner has communicated that they have felt like cheated out of time or experience or love from that person because they're doing other things more. with other people. And if they do nothing about it or show no sign of like trying to compromise and they continue to do it, then I feel like that is mm-hmm. borderline infidelity. But even then, I like feel if I was like... dating a guy and then was like dumping all of my time and attention on another male friend. Yeah, that does feel like yeah. a form of infidelity, yeah, yeah, yeah. even okay, if it's but... not sexual. Exactly. Or, um... but if you talk to them about it, like let's say you're in like like look Ugh, communication let's back say... to sin exactly, number five. Exactly. Like maybe they're like, hey, I'm a workaholic. So if you have a friend that you want to spend all your time with while I'm a workaholic, and if we can't be on the same page and we love that about each other, then great. Mm-hmm. Like. You know, there. It's. I think there has to be like a disagreement or a not seeing eye to eye on the balance of whatever this relationship is, whether it's with somebody, whether work, with, you know, a hobby or whatever it is. Um, but yeah, let's just stick to the basics of like what infidelity actually is. To me, it's have just you committed cheating? It? Yeah. Um, Emotionally, physically. I cheated on my high school boyfriend when I was in high school. Okay. And, uh, I thought we weren't I, giving timelines. And uh, <laughs> honestly, I never forgave myself, even to this day. Aww. But honestly, it was fine because I didn't even like that guy. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have been the infidelitor and the infidelity. <gasps> you slut! I'm such a slut. <laughs> I'm such I a fucking like slut. I, I hated it. I it was an, the worst, and I like never did it again. I read an article once that said like it. two and three people in their lifetime will commit infidelity. Yeah, because I think it's mostly when you're younger. Yeah, when you're younger, and, and especially if you're, you're dating someone like, that you don't actually give a shit about. Yeah, and it's like. Yeah, I feel like. Listen, I think. Let's well, not give it a pass, but no, I will. I, no, absolutely not. But I will no, say, absolutely not. It was like one of the worst things I ever did, and I still, you know, and I think that most people, most not all people, but a lot of people, mm-hmm. have played around with that when they're younger. You yeah. know what I mean? And I think here's the thing. Think about telling a kid. Like no, like when you're when kids are learning boundaries, when kids are learning like what power they can, like what they do or they don't have to listen to, what they can or they can't get away from mm-hmm. or get away with. You know, you tell them like these Oreos are for after dinner. Do not come in here and sneak while I'm in the shower and come and get these Oreos. All the child's gonna want to do is, is see get if the they Oreos. get the Oreos, and they might not even want to eat the Oreos. They might it's just, just want to see, if, see they if, they if they can or get away with it, and like. Mm. What what rules can or can't be broken, and I think some people that blends over to young adulthood, um, whether you were an actual adult or not, uh, you know, I think a lot mm-hmm. of people play around with those 
power, those boundaries or borders and whether or not they can or can't get away with things when they're in their young adolescence. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And so at least that's when mine happened. Yeah. And I think that I learned really quickly what I do or what I don't want to do or be. And like, mm-hmm. I think that that was an important, that kind of ties in for me with the head games. Like mine was more of like, what can or can't I get away with? You know? Um, then just being like downright like wanting to be yeah. like cheating on someone. And because like, like I consider myself mostly like I feel like I'm going to end up in like a monogamous relationship. But I'm definitely open to like I'm not the type of person to like if I'm dating someone, I ultimately do not care. I do not know why. But like even if I love someone, like if they wanted to like have like let's say we're at a bar we're and learning we, so much about And you. we meet somebody, yeah. and, like, they have amazing sexual chemistry. They mm-hmm. just want to, like, rabbit it out somewhere. Yeah. I just am not bothered by that. Mm. Is that weird? Or I mean, I don't think it's weird, but I, I feel like... it's weird. It's weird. Like, to me, like, sex does not equal, like, love. Sex does not equal... I love that, uh, and I'm also sad for that. You know what I mean? Because I feel mm-hmm. like I feel like part of that is like, wow, that's really great. That's really big of you to like know and see it as like an mm-hmm. instinctual like human thing. Um, but also, but also I, I do wish that I could see like, sex as love. But... Yeah, it's like some part of me is also like, okay, I feel like you think that because you haven't had like good sex in my entire life, good yeah, loving no. sex. So, so but I'm also sorry like, for you. honestly, any gay men out there. <laughs> Nothing Wanna in- teach him what? <laughs> First of all, please show me some love, Daddy. Yeah. <laughs> but also, like, if you've ever seen, like, gay sex happening, it's not very loving. It's not cute. <laughs> it's not cute. <laughs> it's not, it's cute. not where you think, I love this person. Yeah. It's something where you think, like, I'm gonna nut. Okay. <laughs> Stop, Skylar! <laughs> Skylar! <laughs> Uh, oh our, po- our poor God. moms that are listening they are all just want to die at this point if my mom hasn't checked out of this podcast that's her own damn fault i'm so sorry oh, Rocky, Rocky. You're i'm here, so sorry if you're here it's on you woman it's on you because you know what you're signing up for when given... you click play so anyways yeah i'll just never feel love <laughs> physically <laughs> Wait, is that it? No, and then we also have the last and final sin. Well, why wasn't that the... Like, all right, go ahead. I mean, that's the big one, right? Maybe they didn't want to put him in any sort of order, you know, for some reason that I'm not aware of. And number seven is no relationship maintenance. All too often, marriages and committed relationships fail when the partners just give up trying to make the relationship work. All types of relationships require work. That means spending quality time together, sharing and caring, and ensuring that you and your partner's needs are being met. Um, I feel like I'm good at doing like regular maintenance, like 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 getting your car's oil changed. Okay, we're not talking about a car. We're talking about a boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Let me think. I well, feel like I uh, whenever I'm in a relationship, I always have like really nice schedules. Like on Tuesdays, mm-hmm. right? Like when I was in that previous relationship, you would go to your grandma. Like I just always knew Tuesdays were yeah. relationship day. Yeah. And like we would do cute things on Tuesdays. Yeah. Right. So I think I do nice about having like okay think maintenance back, schedules. Think back to someone that you were like actually like long term and like maybe like maybe living with. I think is more of a because that relationship that you're referring to. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not saying you you do or you don't do that, mm-hmm. but I think that it's different when you're like dating somebody and when you're like dating, living with somebody. Living with so somebody. I'd say the person you know that I mean? lived with, unfortunately, I forgot to get the oil changed in that relationship. 
for a good 110,000 fucking miles. <laughs> the car just died. And the car died and stalled okay. in the middle of the highway. So you have at least one relationship where you might might have committed that. And like I was doing regular, you know, you, you know what's funny about doing car maintenance, you know, just doing ma- maintenance. You were getting it washed, but yeah, you had, you had like, forgotten. I was, like, I was doing regular maintenance until one day I just forgot. Like no one put, one day I forgot to put the reminder sticker up and a hundred thousand miles passed and no maintenance had been done and that shit stalled. Yeah, it really did, didn't it? So, ah, the very best, so this is the very last sentence, okay. the very best relationships strive to avoid these cardinal sins. What are some of the other relationship sins that you've observed in your life? Mm. I thought that was, this one really hit the nail on the head. Let me think of a relationship sin that I, that I think of as like, oh my god, this is so awful. <sighs> I know one. What? It is one of my biggest pet peeves when I see couples who bitch about each other in front of other people like constantly so it's it also is different like depending on who what friend groups you're around or whatever like if it's like it's always situational but we can get what you're saying yeah exactly like those couples who literally are like well she wasn't such a fucking she always did this or that or blah 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 and that's they're just miserable together yeah i mean Again, mommy, if you're listening, but like I grew up in a household where all my parents did was basically bitch about each other. And so it's a bit triggering. I feel like with our generation, um, like if I talk to my friends and they talk about their parents' marriages, mm-hmm. obviously not everyone. Yeah. But like my parents did the same thing. Yeah. Like I they came from a generation where they just were all bitching at each other all the time. All bitching about each and other and about each to other each other. And it was like I think that their generation was one of the first generations that were even able to do that at all. So they, they didn't mm-hmm. have any boundaries of what was acceptable or not and like what was maybe too much sharing. You yeah. know? Whereas like um I think that like in George's case um you know he has an ex-wife and the kids his mom and stuff I'm s- one of the most attractive things about him is the fact that he never ever ever complains about Amy and Amy doesn't complain about George in public or to the kids like when mm-hmm. no one's around like they if they have something to say uh, like that might be irritating or whatever yeah. it's in private or you know they they just keep it to themselves or whatever and I, it's like it's so attractive to me because mm-hmm. i know there's irritants and like they you know they're divorced for a reason you know <laughs> but the fact that like i've never heard george say one bad thing to the kids uh about amy or in public really about yeah. amy that's like excessive you know um and i know that she does the same i mean she was with somebody um where they were saying something not so favorable about me in front of the kids like at dinner and amy like basically stood up for me uh against the person she was with at the time and like the kids told me about it and i was like that's what i'm fucking talking about man (laughs) like that's how it should be you know like because i've given them no reason and and she's given me no reason and like i just love that about you know um, what more could you ask for in a situation like that by the way exactly and like i would do the same you know what Mm -hmm. i mean and like i i really admire that but i think that's one of my i do have people that i know that they think it's funny or appropriate to yeah. like belittle or bitch about their partner if they're there or not, and like it just is not a good look for it's them. It's especially prevalent in like heterosexual relationships. I agree. I've noticed. I agree. Like men and women typically are more likely to bitch about each other. Yeah. 
I mean, obvious, I would say, obviously, gay people can bitch about each other, do bitch about each other, and will. Like, yeah. this is past, present, and future for gay yeah, people no, also. Yeah, no, no, I but, agree. But, no, I do think it's more of, like, the very hetero relationships. Um, like, my, like, in Texas, like, my, that, my dumb little buckle bunny yeah, is so dumb. Yeah, or... Can't stand her. Or my asshole doesn't know how to fuck you. Like, that yeah. whole, like, I, that's one of my deadly sins for me. Like, I can't... Yeah. I can't, I just, yeah, like, I, I think it maybe just be more triggering for me, like, growing around, yeah. like, hearing, like, not only just the adults in my life, but other people's lives just completely dog on each other for no fucking reason, and it's just not, it's not a good look. It's not a good look. Yeah. I, 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 I agree with that. But I and think about I it very often. And I don't think that that would be a very strong relationship. If, like, if I was in a relationship with somebody that constantly bitched about me or to me in front of other people yeah. and said mean things about me or, like, would point out all of my flaws, like, in front of other people or whatever, like, that would be that would be devastating, you know? Yeah. I, I, it's one thing to, that's like... An, that, you're right. Let's add that to the eighth deadly sin. Yeah, it would be one thing to, like, poke and tease about something that you know your partner is okay with the topic about, you know Absolutely. what I mean? Um, like, I don't want a husband where I can't make fun of him sometimes. Right. Like, what kind of relationship is that? Right. I feel like, yeah... And there's instances in which there's things about George that, like, I know that he has, hasn't expressed that it upsets him when I bring it up and I find it funny. Um, yeah. And everyone gets irritated with people. That's different. And like I said, like, if you're confining yeah. your best friend about something that your partner's doing that's irritating to you, yeah. that's different than being in, like... Speaking of disclaimers, everyone. Yeah. Well, I'm just saying, like, it's different, like, when you're venting about something versus, like, when you're at, like, a yeah. social gathering... And, like, you and your partner have a spat or they walk away and you, like, belittle them or you, Mm -hmm. like, talk bad about them or you bitch about them in front of somebody else. Like, that is a no-go for me, dog. Totally agree. Yeah. All right. What about you? Um. They don't have money? (laughs) God, everyone I've dated has been broke. But as soon as I break up with them, they become rich and successful every time. So they're fucking welcome. You're right. Not rich, just successful. (laughs) (laughs) They have not. Name one. Um, Yeah, that's right. The one that I took from, gave no empathy, showed contempt for, played head games with, and didn't communicate with. (laughs) Narrow it down. Success or somebody else giving him the success. I gave him the tools he needed. (laughs) (laughs) Thrive through the trauma. And performed no maintenance on for 100,000 miles. (laughs) Oh my god. I'm trying to think of something that's like really hurt me in a relationship that I would that doesn't fit into any of these categories and uh you're pretty hard to hurt. You're like a punching bag. Mhm. That says hit me. <laughs> like uh but also you will swing back and throw a punch if you need to. Yeah, but I'm like the albino toilet snake. <gasps> I'll bite your nuts off at six in the morning and slither back into the sewers. Yeah. And you won't even see me coming and you won't see me going either. (laughs) You want to know who else is a bunch of albino toilet snakes? Our supporters. supporters. Yes. So all of these people that I'm about to name are the little albino toilet snakes that we love and adore and that support us and that don't tug on our nut sacks. They they deep throat our nut sacks. (laughs) 
Ew, it's too far, too far, too far, too far. So uh, the list of the people that I'm going to name are uh, supporting this podcast. If you would like to support this podcast, you can do so for as little as a dollar a month, $5 a month, even $10 a month if you love us a lot and you want to support us. You can go to anchor.fm slash speaking of which, or there should be a link or a button on any of the podcast platforms that you're listening to this on. But these are the people that support us. So thank you so much to Karen R., Stacy, Teresa D, Heather A, Alyssa S, Rebecca PK, Lindsay M, Julie C, Dominic B, Catherine L, Phil K, Amy F, Jesse D, David B, Kelly C, and Jesse H. So thank you so much to these people who choose to support this podcast and this hot garbage fire mm-hmm. of a conversation that we have every week. We love every single one of you. If you can't support or don't want to support us financially, but you want to help us in another way, you can share this episode on a social media platform or with a friend. You can even share this podcast uh, in general and leave us a five-star only review and make mm-hmm. it random. Make it so make random. It um, make it raunchy and random so no one really understands if it's a good podcast or not because that'll make them want to click on it. Five stars only. Rate our podcast. We would love you and appreciate you so much for doing so. And I hope that you enjoyed this day late episode this week. And we're going to go. I have to pee and we have to come up with a name for this. Hopefully you guys find the name witty it's one of my least favorite and favorite parts about mm-hmm. it every week is coming up with i was driving in the car with george uh on the way back from the tournament and i was like reading him all of our titles and i was like laughing at a lot of them and also <laughs> questioning what the fuck we meant by a lot of them yeah. which i appreciate depends so. on the monday yeah, really or tuesday does. or wednesday or thursday whenever we get whenever to this. we get to it so anyways have a wonderful week we'll see you guys next time bye, bye.